Today is a little bit of a hybrid teaching today, right? So I'm going to be a little bit of me and a little bit of uh, performance as well. So this is going to be completely different for us, but I think it's going to be really cool. I want to take you guys on a journey today. Do you want to come with me? Excellent. Let's go. I'm kidding. Today I want to talk about the nativity scene. Because the nativity scene is something I think that we all love, right? We all love a nativity scene. We, we, this is like the Christmas card. We put it on front of a, of a Christmas card and then we send it to our friends and our family and we sign our name on it and tell them how wonderful a year it is. And we just hope that God is gonna bless them during this season. We've got Mary there. We've got Joseph. We've got little eight pound, nine ounces baby Jesus somewhere tucked in there, buried amongst somewhere there. And then we've got the wise men. We've got the wise men who are like the magi. They've got their degrees and their philosophies and all that type of thing. Then we've got the shepherds and they're like the blue collar workers that work outside, right? So it's like everyone's represented. We even have the animals, which are maybe not here today, but the animals were there, right? Who sleeps with animals? Well, that's one thing I don't understand is why would they have a baby in a place where there's animals? Who wants to sleep with animals? I mean, my wife sometimes says I'm an animal, you know, but that's a completely different story. But I want to talk about Mary and I want to talk about Joseph because the fact is getting here didn't just happen. It wasn't something that just came about and one day there they are, isn't this perfect? We're taking a photograph of this and then we're commemorating this, only commemorating this moment at the end of every year. But the fact is how they got here was a journey. And that journey included choices and challenges. And every time a challenge came up, they had to make a choice. They had to either say yes or no. And today, I wanna talk about saying yes to God at every given moment. Because you don't just say yes to God once, you actually have to say it multiple times. And when they got to this place, they had already said a whole series of different yeses. At any given moment, they could have tapped out and went, you know, I don't really know if I wanna do this anymore. This is not what I had planned for my life. Was I gonna be stuck in a stable having a baby? I, I, I don't really get this. this I, God, you know what? This whole bring the Savior to earth sounds really cool and all. I don't know if I want to do this anymore. How many of us have been in this position where we have been called by God to do something or to be someone, but as you get further into it, the more you're like, I don't know if I understood all that was gonna be demanded of me. So today, the first chapter, I wanna talk about Joseph. Joseph, why don't you come on up here? Joseph had to make a decision. He was brought into this position, really without having a plan to do this. Do you think this was his dream? That someday I'll marry a young girl who's gonna be pregnant with someone else's child and then she's gonna tell me, actually, it's God's child, right? You just want me to pay for the whole thing. Can you imagine Joseph being in this position? He's like, how, how, how did I get here? This, wasn't, this isn't the way I wanted to do things. I want to start a business. I wanted to be respected in my community. I wanted to have a wife and a home and everything was gonna be absolutely perfect. But you know what strikes me the most about Joseph is that there is no record of his words. There's nothing in scripture that says this is what he said. It's all about what he did. Have you ever been in that position? Ever been in the position where you felt like you were meant to do something? You felt God called you to do something? Or maybe you were thrust into a situation, but you never really felt like you had a voice. Can you imagine the moment when Mary decided to tell him, 
by the way, I am pregnant with the Son of God. At that moment, Joseph had to make a choice. Am I in or am I not in? This chapter is when Mary tells Joseph that she's pregnant. actually carrying the long awaited Messiah that generations have awaited, that God would even think of choosing some young girl from an unknown working class family, and that even an angel appeared to her, all of this, and she wants Joseph to believe her. <laughs> this can't be the future that he expected. What will she do if he doesn't believe her? She needs Joseph, this is her beloved. Thank you. 
you ever been in that place? <laughs> this is not how I planned things. This is not how I was imagining my life would turn out. And then you're faced with a decision, where do I go from here? What's my next step? What do I do? When we read of the book of Matthew, listen, this is what it says about Joseph. It says this, Joseph had in mind to divorce Mary quietly. How many of you knew that? You see, all we do is we remember the Christmas, the Christmas card scene. But we didn't realize that he went through a moment of what is going on? I think I'm gonna have to tap out right now. So he decided I'm gonna divorce her. But then it says he decided to divorce her quietly, not because he was trying to get away with something, but actually because in those days, if someone got pregnant outside of marriage, and especially not to their husband, their law said that she should have been killed. She should have been stoned to death. Oh, but that's way back then, Peter. <coughs> Whatever. The fact is, there are consequences to every decision we make, right? And so he wanted to protect her from being stoned to death. Sometimes I wonder if we actually use words as a way of stoning a person to death. We use it on the internet. We use it uh, on, on, on our social media and we use words to stone people to death. And he decided to say, no, I know she may not have done right, but I'm not gonna be the one who is gonna be the responsibility of why she just got stoned to death. Then it continues on, it says this. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, <coughs> Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from his sins. Now listen to this. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. He didn't wake up and go, oh, that was one heck of a cheese pizza. I don't know what that dream was all about. He got up and he did something. He could have went, I don't know, I need some time. I need some time away. I need to think this through. I, I can't, I don't, I know God what you're asking me to do. I don't think I'm the right person. Maybe you should get someone else to do this. It's just not what I had planned. No, he got up immediately and he just did it. 30 years later, when Jesus was hanging out in town, the Pharisees, the teachers of the law decided to drag a woman in front of him that had been caught in adultery. And they said, you know what the law says, she should be stoned to death. What's your answer? And he said, you're right, absolutely. She should be stoned to death. So whoever doesn't have any sin, go ahead, pick up a stone, you go ahead and be the first one to stone her to death. And it says each one of them started to walk away one by one. I wonder, I wonder if he knew the story of his earthly father, Joseph, that decided to stand up for those who were guilty or who were gonna be burdened or gonna be tracked down and killed. And he decided to defend someone else in the same way that his father didn't just defend his mother, but defended him. You see, he would have been aborted right there in that moment. He would have been killed. I think that is amazing. But let's look at this. Let's go look at Mary right now. 
What about Mary? You see, Mary was in a position where she had to make a decision too. Imagine when she was pregnant and she's walking around and she is excited about what the angels told her. I'm gonna be pregnant, I'm gonna be pregnant. Wait a second, you have to go tell everybody now. Imagine telling your dad, hey dad, by the way, good news, I'm pregnant. I'm 16 years old. I'm not fully married yet, but I'm pregnant. Your dad's face just drops. And you're like, no, no, don't worry about it. It's the son of God, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that went really well. Imagine telling your friends, Imagine being shunned by your community or your friends, but even more so, imagine having to tell yourself, by the way, because you've chosen the way of God, you're now gonna have to let go of all the dreams that you used to have. At some point, have you ever been in that place where you've done what God's told you to do, you get halfway through it and go, did I make the wrong decision? I changed, I changed jobs, I changed house, I changed country, I went to a different calling, I went to a different place, you're like, did I do the wrong thing? I was so excited about it at the beginning, but now that I'm seeing this child come about and I'm seeing how everyone's reacting against me, have I made the wrong decision? I wonder if Mary went through this exact same thing. The fact is, have you ever been there where it didn't turn out the way that you wanted? I remember years ago hearing about my dad, my dad telling the story of just, just as it was about, I was about to be born, that he felt God called him to go into ministry. He was already a ship designer. He used to design ships and he loved doing it because his father used to do it. It was a, it was a job that, that made him wealthy. It was a job that gave him great reputation in the community, but he felt God say, give it all up and just follow me. And my dad decided to say yes. But at that moment, he decided not to put foot on a ship ever again. He knew he had to let go of his dreams. <clears throat> he had to let go of the things that he desired and he wanted because he didn't want it to be a conflict in his heart because he knew he had to say fully and finally, yes to God. About 30 years later, he came over to visit me in America. And he said, son, will you take me to a, um, a travel agent? <clears throat> For those of you who've never heard of what a travel agent is, in the old days, we used to have to go to someone's office and say, can you give me a plane ticket or a, a boat ticket? Yeah, we didn't have the internet back then. And I remember taking him there and we sat down in front of the lady and she goes, what would you like? And he goes, I've heard there's a new ship called the Disney Cruise, I'd like to go on it. And the cool thing is he bought two tickets, right? <clears throat> one for him, one for my mom, and none for me. What I didn't know is at that moment he said, or I did know was he said, he said uh, she, she had asked him, what type of room would you want? Do you want with the balcony or do you want the deluxe one? He's like, give me the one that's closest to the engine. And she said, sir, that doesn't have any windows or balcony or anything. And he goes, I want to be closest to the, wind, the engine. And I said, why? And he goes, because I wanna feel the heartbeat of the ship once again. What I didn't know was about a year later, he was gonna be dead from cancer. What you need to know is God knows what he's calling you to give up. He knows you don't just get rid of these dreams and you lose your passion. You still have these desires within you, but God knows what you're giving up because he's calling you to something greater. I believe Mary was probably in the same position get into the place where you don't know how to move on because you're so focused on what you've lost, you don't know how to cope with the reality that you're now presently in. This chapter is where we show Mary explaining to her younger self, we're letting go 
of your dreams. time and a given moment in our lives where we have that voice come in our head of who do you think you are? What makes you so special? God can't call you. He can't use you. You're not really called to do anything significant in life. Come on, you're not even the right age. Maybe you're, maybe you're a young girl. Maybe you are, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a woman. I'm just a guy. I, have, I don't even have the right education. I don't have enough money. I don't come from the right background. Do you know what's happened to my family? I'm not the right person to carry God. I don't even have the right skin color. Whatever reason we come up with, God has decided to call you to carry Him. And before Mary had to carry God, she had to make a decision whether she would do this. And we reread in the book of Luke, it says this, that God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Now listen to this. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this was. I'm gonna tell you, if an angel came and spoke to me, I wouldn't be worried about what he was saying. I'd be worried that there was an angel speaking to me right now, right? I'd be discoloring my underwear right in that moment. 
but she wasn't troubled that God had spoken to her. She wasn't troubled, she was troubled at how she was addressed. You see, the fact is God has made you on purpose for a purpose. You may not see it, but God sees it. He sees it way before you even accept it of yourself. Then it continues on. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and he'll be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. And then Mary says, how will this be since I'm a virgin? You should pick somebody else, someone who knows what they're doing, someone who's had practice at this, someone who has some experience, not me. At that moment, she was actually trying to figure out how she would say no, because this doesn't make any sense. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Listen to this. Mary said, I am the Lord's servant, May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. You see, in that moment, Mary said yes. And this is our chapter of Mary accepting her assignment.
Christmas card. You're here because you said yes. And I believe there's not just one time that you say yes to God in your life. I believe there's a series of moments in your life where you're saying yes once again to God. Because you see, I believe that each and every one of us are called just as much as Mary and Joseph were to carry God. I may not, and you may not physically carry God in our wombs, but you carry God inside of you. Why do you have to carry God? Because there's a dying and hurting world who does not have the hope of Christ in their life. They don't know that there is a God that loves them, that wants to have a life and life to the full that He wants to give to them and to live with them. You see, they called Him Emmanuel, Jesus which means God with us. And if you have God with you, you've got to give it away. Just like the great prophets, the red hot chili pepper said, give it away, give it away now. You are called to give it away. Will you stand with me this morning as we end our service? Father, I pray that each and every one of us here this morning, that something will be reignited within ourselves to see that you are calling us again. You're asking us, will you carry me? Will you go to someone who needs me, who has never heard of hope? And I pray, Father, that each and every one of us will have the tenacity and the boldness and the confidence to say yes once again. We ask this in your precious son's name. And all God's people said, Amen.